maybe for other people it really works well. They can connect with other tech students. For me, it just made me feel like my problems weren't a big deal, that this was normal, what I was feeling was okay, that it wasn't a serious pressing problem, which is really scary. Welcome back to The Head on Your Shoulders. I'm Maura Curry. College is supposed to be the best time of our lives. The high school cliche is pretty old by this point, I think. But when you're out on your own, truly, no curfew except your own exhaustion, a whole world of people and substances and ideas to imbibe on your own terms, it's the best. Or so people keep trying to tell us. If you've joined this podcast before, you know that college is also a really easy place to feel lost at sea and alone. That's why I found S so interesting. The S stands for student, and she wanted me to know that she's not found her experiences to be all that exceptional. Her story doesn't revolve around a deep family trauma or catastrophic dysfunction. It's just her looking for help that sometimes doesn't exist and being tenacious enough to keep looking. Throughout the course of this bit of our conversation, we talk about S's self-harm history, more specifically cutting, as well as suicidality in general. Listener discretion is, as always, advised. I should also point out that through no fault of S's own, this interview was a technical nightmare. We were in a super loud Kolk breakout room back when my buzz card actually let me into breakout rooms, literally right next to the gigantic air conditioning unit. A lot of that can be fixed up in post, but it still occasionally sounds weird. I also screwed up something on my recorder so that it was harder to process these vocals than it is usually. Apologies for the roughness, mostly to the three of you who always let me know when something is wrong. Here's us. I was really, really glad that I was going to a school where no one from my high school was going. Um, And I was away from a lot of the stressors that I had in high school that I think were making me, you know, depressed and and not feeling so great. Uh, So it was actually a really big relief uh, for a time. And I was exceeding at my classes. I felt very well prepared. I very much uh, was a studious student in high school, and so I didn't feel like I needed to learn how to study or learn how to manage my time because I had already done that. Mm. So I was able to do really well. And that kind of validated, I guess, my decision to come here. So did you feel better for a little bit than you had in high school? I did. Okay. Um, I was... I made a lot of friends. I have, I still hang out with the same uh, group of people from freshman year, you know, and that was something that made me feel like so much better because I felt like maybe I was socially inadequate in high school, but then coming to college, I was just like everybody else. I wasn't the weird girl who was into science. Oh, you're doing engineering. That's super cool. I'm doing this. It was very, very exciting. So it starts out great. Where does your mental health journey go from there? So freshman year, I definitely had, you know, some downs still, but definitely not to the extent I had in high school. And whenever I was feeling down, I felt comfortable to talk with my friends about it and work through that. It wasn't until sophomore year, I decided to study abroad at Georgia Tech Lorraine in the fall. So fall of my sophomore year, I'm excited to go abroad, but I'm also very, very nervous. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone else who was going. I didn't know if there was going to be a lot of people my year. 
Um, I had no idea to expect what it is like outside of the U.S. Um, and I was leaving behind all these friends that I had just made. I go there and I do make friends and uh, one of them I still see all the time and hang out with a very, very good friend of mine. But, you know, it was hard doing that transition again. I got to a point where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? You know? Um, but what really changed during that time was the classes were really hard only because they didn't have as much resources. So here, you know, if I needed help on in math, I could go to the office hours at the COPE, I could go to the professor's office hours, the TA. Um, they have in the freshman dorms a lot of uh, like tutors for common freshman classes. Mm -hmm. And I utilized all those resources regularly. So I counted on it. Going to Georgia Tech Lorraine, you could ask the professor. I had no idea that there wasn't like academic support stuff over there. It's one building. It's pretty small, and you can really only ask the professor or if they have a TA. A lot of the classes, they don't. So that was really difficult for me because I kind of relied on more peer tutoring and that support, and then it wasn't there. There was also this added pressure of you have to enjoy it. You have to travel every weekend. You have to make the most of your time there because you're in Europe and you're young and this is the best, all these expectations. And I'm a homebody, all right? I, I'm totally fine staying at home, not doing anything. You know, I, I did travel every weekend, went to 10 countries, but it was like the whole time I was there, I was in a fog. Um, and it was nothing like I'd ever experienced. I didn't study, uh, which is crazy. Um, I didn't really work at my classes. I um, had made a 4.0 my freshman year both semesters, and I was seriously concerned about getting all B's and C's. Um, I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to, because at the beginning of the semester they said, you know, if you need any help mental health-wise, come talk to us. And that was it. So you get through that. Do you come back to school the following semester? So spring of sophomore year, I'm excited to be back. I have, you know, these new friends, and then I have my friends from freshman year. Um, but honestly, it seems like I've been gone for longer than I was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had missed stuff and didn't really feel as close to my old friend group. And my new friend group, you know, uh, if it, you've been on a city abroad, you know how well, the second you get back, it's just, it's common. People come back in and they're like, well, I already have friends. Um, you don't ha you're not forced with that. I need to have friends to get through this program. So that was difficult, and I still hadn't recovered um, from the stress from the previous semester. Okay. Um, but academically, I still did well. Okay. I got four A's and one B. Mm -hmm. So on paper, I I was excelling. On paper, there was nothing wrong with me. But in reality, I wasn't living. I was just floating, floating through life. I was in a fog. Um, 
my attention span went from like three hours to 15 minutes. And my roommate said, you know, in spring semester that maybe I should go to GT counseling because I was still not really doing much. I just like was very unhappy. So good on your roommate for noticing. That is a very considerate person. Um, how did you take that suggestion? Like, were you, were you open to it? Were you maybe a little like bristly about it? It was really, it wasn't hard to hear that I needed help because I, you know, it's, I did kind of know I needed help, but I definitely come from a family where talking about negative emotions didn't occur. Um, and showing emotion usually resulted in yelling or not, talk, like it just was not well received. Um, so... I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go to GT counseling. I didn't want to seek help, but I knew that something needed to change. So I went and got, um, you know, initial consultation. Anyone who's like been through there, you go fill out paperwork, then you schedule your initial consultation, and in a few weeks, you meet with someone. And you basically discuss why you're there, and what you're looking to get out of counseling, and then they discuss your options. So I was recommended to do group therapy, and they have a lot of different groups. Do they sort the groups by, like, your need or your particular niche, or is it sort of random? It's theme-based. Okay. The one I was in, I'm trying to think what our... Ours was interpersonal relationships. So they have all different groups, and you basically pick one that fits in your schedule. I guess the theme is somewhat relevant to you, but it's not like if you struggle with anxiety, you're in this group. It's not like that. Um, like, like a facet of wellness or like... Yeah, so some of them are like meditation groups. Some of them are... They have the interpersonal relationships one, but they also have like LGBT group, which is a little bit more focused, I think. You know, it's, I guess, helping people with a certain aspect that they're working on. Um, I don't think the idea is bad. The execution. How many people were in your group? Um, six, seven. Okay, and did you feel like that was too many or right about right? That seemed fine. We would have about an hour every week uh, to discuss, you know, previous week. There was a counselor there uh, who would guide the discussion. And at the beginning, it was always like, ask who wants to make sure they have space to talk about something. Um, and so you would all like pick up a little token thing. That way, if you really, really had something to talk about, and the counselor would make sure everyone who asked for space at the beginning would get but honestly, it didn't help me at all. And I think the reason why, well, there's a couple, is partially you're just hearing other Georgia Tech students complain slash, like, discuss their experiences, but it just feels, like, normal. Like, I can see people using it as a safe space to vent, which in mm -hmm. itself is fine. Did the counselor try to shift that into something productive, or was it really just, like, a collective bitching session it was definitely more of a bitching session um however we always tried to offer suggestions so it wasn't like it wasn't constructive um i would just say that 
I didn't need help from other Georgia Tech students who are not mental health professionals. Um, it also just kind of made me feel like maybe my problems aren't big enough. I'm overreacting. You know, I'm not the person who's on academic probation. The person who, you know, isn't doing well. Because I was still doing well in my classes. And I did not spend, I maybe spent 10 hours total that whole semester studying. And yet, I still ended with a flu five that semester. So, it just kind of feels like if I'm not failing my classes, then I never felt really like my problems were big enough to talk about. Also, as an introvert, that's not the therapy I need. Maybe for other people, it really works well. They can connect with other tech students. For me, it just made me feel like my problems weren't a big deal, that this was normal. What I was feeling was okay, that it wasn't a serious pressing problem, which is really scary because there were definitely times during that semester uh, where it went too far, um, where I was, you know, on day, like, danger of killing myself. I think that there's a lack of clarity about what GT counseling is for and who it is for. Um, and I think, too, that students aren't necessarily super aware of the difference between like group counseling and individual counseling and what of those options would be best for them, right? Because um, mm -hmm. if they present you with an option, it feels, like, not rude, but counterproductive to advocate for yourself. And so if you're an introvert and you initially cringe at the idea of group therapy, but you still go along with it, like, I worry that people feel like they've run out of options if that one that they're given doesn't turn out to be the right one. And so for you, what did it look like once you were sort of realizing that group therapy wasn't going to be the most productive? So, um, you know, I stuck with it the whole semester, um, but... I didn't really have any improvement. I actually felt like just increasingly, increasingly worse. Um, and, and part of that was um, a bit of my living situation. And so I spent the summer also in Atlanta, and I decided to try stamps. Um, I had another, like, very, I guess, like, depressive episode. Um, you know, content warning. I... I have self-harmed for like probably the past six to seven years and um, that is a really tough habit to break. It's very hard to talk about and I think especially hard to talk about with someone who doesn't understand or has never experienced it or is not a mental health professional, which was the Georgia Tech group therapy. So I decided to try stamps because uh, it was getting worse. It was mm -hmm. becoming um, a huge problem. And I thought maybe I need more like a medical approach. So I went there, did the whole like initial consultation, mm -hmm. everything, and they recommended outside therapy. Um, the problem with that was, one, my parents had no idea what's going on. So I guess putting this on my insurance and like all that, I was like very, very concerned about. It was hard enough for me to get to stamps and now you're telling me I need to go and call and make appointments and go to these appointments. I needed advocates. What I got was homework. So I had one follow-up with stamps and I was like, I hadn't called any of them yet. And they were like, okay, we'll just call them. 
They didn't recommend medication for me because I was classified as a suicide risk. Uh, so even though I had like, I guess, a long enough depression to be considered like clinically depressed, they weren't going to pursue that route for me, which is fine. But I needed help pursuing the route that they wanted me to, and I and that they didn't they didn't really follow up with me. And I was like, well, if you don't care, I don't care, and kind of just went. Went my way. So. so hang on, you were classified as a suicide risk, but they weren't, like, they didn't schedule you for a ton of other follow-ups? They didn't, like... No. One follow-up, um, which was after I kind of told them that I had, you know, been cutting myself so that, because I didn't want to be here, they looked at my cuts and said they were too shallow. What? Um, Yes. Thankfully, I had a friend who called me and, and talked me down, so it wasn't like a horrible attempt. But being told my, my cuts were too shallow and I'm a suicide risk and then not following up and not, like, helping was... Holy made shit. me feel like, oh, I guess I'm not that depressed. If you're not concerned, then why am I concerned about my own health? I'm, like, speechless. Um, so you have a follow-up with stamps. That relationship ends. Never heard anything else. What I referred to earlier about like using suicide risk as a parameter for the type of help you receive is that I think it's a very difficult thing to navigate because I know of people who lie on that intake survey. And I have say, lied, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and say that they're not suicidal. Like either they don't want to go down that route, they don't want to mm -hmm. be institutionalized, like any litany of reasons could could lead to you not being honest on that exam. If you are honest and you show them your self-harm wounds, like, it baffles me that they can still somehow be dismissive of that. Because it seems like when you have the option to click the yes or no suicidal ideation question, that it's a forked path and one is going to lead you to a different kind of care and a different kind of treatment than the other. Oh, I got a treat for you. Oh, God. <laughs> so, junior year, I didn't seek any help. Um, I just had a job, research, and did classes, and kept myself busy 24-7 to not think about anything. And I just basically just, that was important. Um, and then in the spring, I interned, um, but... If I'm being completely honest, if I had not gotten that internship, I would have taken time off and, and stayed away from Georgia Tech for a semester. Um, but that internship allowed me to take some time to really be away from tech. Uh, and it was the least stressful, most, like, best thing that could have happened to me. I had money. Um, I was able to pay for a lot of my tuition uh, because I'm out of state. I was able to have my weekends free. It was just a whole new world out there. It was amazing. And that kind of helped me get back on my feet. Uh, thankfully, like, I think I needed that. Uh, and, and definitely taking time off, there's no shame in that. No. I really do think, like, everyone should. Even if it's just to figure out what you want to do. Because I, I haven't met a single person here who I think solidly knows what they're doing. I interned, junior year was over, um, I studied abroad again this past summer for my senior year in the BME Galway program, and 
it was similar to my experience at GTL where there's not resources. You know, it's talk to the professor, talk to your friends. Um, and I didn't know anyone going. But this time I felt more comfortable because um, they were upper level classes. You know, I'm just more confident as an older person, um, more mature. So I actually really enjoyed that experience. But I definitely had a lot of breakdowns during that time and nowhere to go. You know, it, it kind of sucks that like these study abroad programs don't have a space or any sort of like help. It's like not talked about because you're supposed to be having the time of your life. It's not the time to be depressed. Fall 2018, I was like, I'm gonna try again. Try, try again with the Georgia Tech resources. I was put in group therapy because I, I don't think I was assertive enough of what I needed. And this time I was like, I'm not letting them <laughs> put me in group. I disliked group, not gonna happen again. And I went, filled out the intake form, um, checked the little yes, suicide box, mm -hmm. checked the how many attempts I did to check. No one talked to me. I what? filled out the form, and, and then they were like, okay, you're good to go. This was and, counseling? Yeah, just okay. counseling. Um, then no one had talked to me after that, which was interesting. I got an appointment two and a half weeks later, and I was like, all right, whatever. So I do my initial consultation, and... I, to put it lightly, I had a fight for like to get any sort of help because at first they were like, well, why don't you try to do a workshop? Because on, on my like little intake form, I was like, I was very concerned about how stressed I was. Overwhelms the point of like paralyzing, like not productive stress. So like in theory, a stress workshop is good. Was that like the first thing that they suggested? Because at first he was like, hey, why don't you try group therapy? And I was like, no, I already did that. Did not work. Um, not, and none of them fit my schedule. I was like, no. Then they, he really wanted me to do the stress workshop and then have a follow-up. And I was like, I really think this is more of a long-term issue. I really don't want to do that. But it was really hard for me to say that. Really, really hard for me to admit that I have an issue. You know, it's embarrassing. But it, it's really, really difficult to sit down with a stranger and tell them about things. You haven't even told your best friend. You haven't told your sister, your parents. Like, and those are the people you're supposed to talk to, right? And I'm trying to tell this person, like, how serious the problem is. But, you know, I'm also tiptoeing the line of, I don't want to be taken out of school. Have some sort of consequence that's going to maybe put me off track or somehow like I don't know damage future prospects who knows um I don't think a hospitalization looks really great when you're applying for a job well and people ask right like if you had to withdraw from your classes if you had to you know take a break from an internship or whatever like when you have those kinds of gaps it, it is something you have to explain or that you're often compelled to explain a lot of people don't feel comfortable and and so did you end up getting individual therapy? I, I did after I was like, no, I want one-on-one -on -one therapy. And um, my counselor was like, okay, I will bring your case to the case manager and see if, uh, if we can put you in. So it wasn't like after leaving the initial consultation, I knew that I was going to get any help. 
That was us, a student at Tech. This week's mental health resource is another podcast. It's called The Hilarious World of Depression, and it's a comedy podcast that's shockingly and painfully candid about the day-to-day challenges of clinical depression. Yes, it's actually funny. My favorite episodes so far are the ones with NPR game show host Peter Sagal and the one called words colon am we uses them good at mental health question mark it's basically this podcast but better and funnier in pretty much every possible way find it like this wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice to both of us remember that you can reach out to me with questions stories complaints via email at head on shoulders pod at gmail.com and on twitter at head shoulder pod Next week, you'll hear more from S, including how she's doing now and what she has to say to students who are struggling with similar issues. Till then, I'm Maura Curry. Thanks for your time.